This is Pilot Boys, the podcast where we review the pilots to TV shows. My name is Caesar. Hey, my name is Santos. Sandy Toes. Sandy Toes. So, uh, let me ask you, my good sir. Why is this a special episode? Because it is our 10th. Number 10. And final. I'm I'm kidding. Wow. Have we been canceled? Lolololololol. Fox, you did it again. For real, dude. Hey, shout out to Fox. Man, fuck Fox. Fucking bitch-ass Fox. <laughs> They're giving NBC all in the some, business, In though. some news today, I guess we could talk about. Ooh. So, last week, all the the round of shows that were going to get canceled came out. Some news on a show that we did before. AP Bio got renewed for second season. Uh, As we predicted. Uh, Champions? I'm not sure. Oh, Champions? Campeones? I hope, because my prediction was a hot one. Yeah, I need to see a bunch of these renewed. (laughs) So the one that was like a big deal was what happened with Brooklyn Nine Nine because Fox decided to cancel it, but because it was such a like revered show or like the fans loved it, they got picked up by NBC within two days, something like that, right? Yeah, this thing didn't even last a week. Canceled. Yeah, which you know, I'm a little curious what you think about that because the only show I know that transferred. Like, Holmes is Supergirl. It's kind of unheard of for me. I don't know. This yeah. is it, you know to I mean? me. It's it's kind of impressive. No, well, because I never seen that it I never so seen fast. A, I never seen a show get like brought back like that fast. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. That was pretty fast. It usually takes a couple months or like a year sometimes. Yeah, this this was kind of from left field to me. Yeah, I was like, oh shit. Uh, but, so do you know of any shows besides Supergirl that? got revived on a different network uh other than mini project but that's not a different but, network. i mean it's not even that's it's a, just streaming a different service. stream yeah um i'm trying to think i don't know of any honestly yeah i would have to google that that's why i thought it was a little weird and it happened really quickly yeah but uh, good for andy samberg yeah, good for and company another thing that we should talk about yeah fuck your little news segment i'm gonna go straight for the fire today on this special episode 10 one o x for all my roman numeral people out there roman numeral numero romero rumoro numero <laughs> anyway so we're gonna do a little little throwback a little retro beep, 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 beep. a little little 90s for y'all you know Back. for all you little 90s kids who won't shut the fuck up about it wow is that was that directly directed to me? Yeah, because you weren't born, you weren't a '90s kid. Uh, nineteen ninety two and above is '90s kid. Mm, I don't think so. Mm, we're barely like two thousand ten kids. <laughs> like we weren't even adults until like what two thousand and ten and two thousand thirteen. We didn't even get to experience the world until that age. So I feel like people who say that they're from the '90s. And only watch like a f- only watch like a few cartoons, like dude, that's such a small sliver of what that decade is. We weren't even adults; we couldn't even really do anything. We couldn't participate in shit. So I'm gonna need all of y'all to stop with this '90s shit or catch these fucking hands. You know what? I feel a little bit attacked. You should, bitch. So I'm gonna go on and uh, continue with the podcast and yeah, stop listening ahead. to you. Yeah, go ahead. So, this week we're doing Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which was created by Andy Borowitz and Susan Borowitz. I think they got divorced. 
<laughs> I think I read it on Wiki somewhere. <laughs> Why are we laughing at divorce? Though? I don't know. Haha, <laughs> divorce is hilarious. Do people refer to it as a club? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's it's one of those okay. shows that is has transcended culture. Like it's still considered one of the best. Particularly for what it means for like people of color. Even that was probably the best I wouldn't say the best comedy show then, but among all those little comedy shows like Sister Sister. You you think Fresh Prince is better than Sister Sister? Definitely. You don't think so? What about like the Wayne's brothers? Mm, or, I didn't I didn't catch enough of it. Or Smart Guy. Oh, definitely better than Smart Guy. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree. Yeah. And I think it, it's it it's the one that it's still enjoyable to watch. Yeah. Although we should talk about how it has aged a little bit. Like would you go out of your way to watch Smart Guy or Sister Sister? I like I actually do like Sister Sister a lot. I mean, I like it too, but I probably wouldn't go out of my way to rewatch it. All right, so let's let's talk about our first impressions. What did you think watching this episode again, revisiting it? Actually, no. Let's not even do that. Let's talk about our experience with the show. What's the first time what, you watched it yeah. and like what it meant to you as you were What is your out? earliest memory of it? So, I don't rem- ever remember watching this as it was barely coming out on TV, obviously, because this was like 1995, 96 maybe when it ended so I must have been like maybe five years old when it ended Yeah. so I remember watching this yeah I don't remember either but I watched I definitely watched like the syndicated episodes yeah and I might have caught a few of the episodes on air but I don't really I never like sat down and watched it as a family or anything yeah that was my little late night run like from like 5pm to like 7 this show, when I think about syndication, this is one of them. Because I watched this show so many times because there was so many reruns. Yeah, I watched this. I watched Boy Meets World. Sister, Sister. Yeah, all those. Then The Simpsons and King of the Hill after that. Yeah, so all these yeah. shows were... There's just something about it. And maybe I'm stepping in on your time, but... There's something about just hearing the song. Hearing the outro. There's, there's this, like... There's this experience of when you hear an outro after a song where, like, it feels kind of like things wrapped up in a good way. Yeah. Like, when I when I hear the outro to this show, I still feel like I'm at home. Like, I feel like a little kid again. Yeah. Nostalgia. Nostalgia yeah. is the best when when it's good. I don't know about that. You don't think so? Yeah, I don't know about if nostalgia is the best. I, it's pretty... we've, ta- we've talked about nostalgia on this podcast. I don't necessarily think that nostalgia is the best. I think nostalgia, like any movie that's about nostalgia, they're banking on the fact that you cared about these characters before, not necessarily about the current story. They care more about you caring about the past than they care about the new story that they're telling. But this isn't anything new. This is just something like from our past. Yeah, but this is a different kind of nostalgia. Mm. That's because the one, they're, they're, that's the they're, one I thought I, that's the one I was talking about though. I wasn't talking about like anything. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, not not out. obviously, not all the stuff they bring back or make into something new is good. Yeah. How do you feel about them remaking the show? Oh, they are, aren't they? How do you feel about them remaking it that's, with Jaden Smith? That Oh, he's in that? 
No, they they haven't announced it. But oh, okay. I was it's like, been it's been an idea that's been tossed around for a while. I totally forgot about that. How do you feel about that? I mean, I'm open to it. Like, I'll, I'll probably watch it, but uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know either. I mean, I don't know. Like, I like Will Smith, but I, this is gonna be a hot take. Mm. But like. He's not, like, the best actor ever. I don't think so either. I mean, he's cool, uh, and, like, I liked his yeah. shit, and, you know, I rock with his shit from the past, but I don't necessarily think he's, like, the best actor ever. He's not mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling. He Honestly, this put him on the map, but uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like, I mean, yeah. he's cool, and, like, some of his, some of his like, Christian raps, his, his, uh, his no-cursing raps, they're cool, but, like, you know, sometimes I don't want to hear that, like, clean version of shit. Because he doesn't curse in any of his music. Also, he we should talk about how... Is he, like, a born-again Christian type thing? No, nah, he's not actually Christian. I was just Oh, just okay, kidding. you were just... It's not, like, uh, actual... It was a... <laughs> it's not, like, actual Christian music. He just doesn't curse in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, Will Smith had a kind of a big year last year. Not in movies, but in social media. He created his Instagram, and he got, like, millions of followers throughout the year. He recently got announced that he was going to do, like, a YouTube Red series, which a lot of people have been upset about because they're saying, like, take you out of YouTube because it's all about, like, celebrities now. It's no longer about the creator. It's about, like, these established celebrities. That's a whole other thing, though. YouTube, it is. YouTube but... has been... Uh, <laughs> not the best for the people it hasn't but i don't know how i feel about it like i both appreciate that he's embracing a new medium but i also feel like he has a head start a bunch of a lot of other people of course and like he's diversifying his portfolio and moving from just doing movies to like appearing online and i i think that's cool it's cool to get to see like his lifestyle but it's also like like give other people a chance like you've had your chance already like help other people come up because, you know, like, your stories are, aren't as compelling as they used to be. I didn't even know he was on Instagram. Yeah, he was, like, a big deal. Yeah, like, TBH, I don't really, I don't want to say I don't like Will Smith. Yeah. But I, I've i never seen Independence Day. I've never seen Men in Black. What? Yeah. That's a classic. i never seen, uh, saw I Am Legend. Yeah. What, what did he, he did a big one after that. Uh, the superhero one? I never saw that one. Hancock was good. Hancock was actually written by Vince Gillian, Vince Gilligan, the guy who created Breaking Bad. He wrote the script for Hancock. Okay, now I'll probably watch it. <laughs> it's cool. It's it's not like... It feels more like The Incredibles, like a darker Incredibles than it does like the actual superhero movie. Because he's like a drunk, and he's like homeless. Mm, I barely remember Bad Boys. Bad like, Boys was fucking great. Barely remember it. Yeah, Bad Boys is still dope. Yeah, I'll probably I, I I I didn't watch Ali either. I don't know if you watched that. No, I didn't. But then he did fucking The Pursuit of Happiness. Oh, I saw that. That was pretty good. And I that was good. Like. But like he's just he's just really sporadic, and he's never really done anything that's that great to me. And recently he did like Suicide Squad, and I heard he was fucking terrible in that. He's not very consistent. He's not consistent, but it's because he's a superstar. He doesn't do like indie movies. He does like big budget big movies like either they're either they're like huge comedies or romance 
romantic comedies or like action comedies or he does serious movies is he an a-list actor to you so he's an a-list actor yes but in terms of talent no because i do think he's talented but i don't think he's like a robert de niro or anything like of course that. not Mm-mm. but i wonder if that has to do with race oh, like is God. it is it because he never really got the chance to tell those stories like for example denzel is one of those actors who is super like everyone thinks of him as like a big deal because he is a big deal yeah i was gonna say he, he's he's he's, he's, a... he's a great actor i think part of it comes from the fact that will smith was a musician before he started doing this like this show to me made him an actor and it was like a concerted effort to get him away from being a musician because he's one of the he's one of the like one of the big ones that transitioned from music into the screen whether it's the the small screen or the big one so i mean i i think it's like it's good on him that he was able to master like two different mediums but i don't think he's particularly like amazing at either you know what i mean yeah do you um, think it's because he had his he had a lot of hats type thing i don't think it's that i just feel like He's just not that great. The kind of music that he did was of the time. Mm-hmm. And he never really told... He never really made music that was for, like, longevity. It was about, like, partying at the moment kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or, like, having a good time and, like, getting busy right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of his... Some of his... uh, Some of his work feels inconsequential like that. Where, like, it's not really making a grand statement about things. I feel like he tried to channel that with Concussion... But I just, I didn't give a shit about that movie. It was, like, not compelling at all. Did you watch it? No, I don't. I See, the thing with me is, I don't give a shit about Will Smith. Yeah. So, it's really hard for me to go out of my way to watch anything he does. But you like this show But I love French Prince of Bel-Air. I have a lot of fond memories with this show, so. Yeah, me too. It's just. Like, in a lot of ways with this show, it felt like I was going home. I felt like I was a little kid again. I mean, yeah, like would that. you would you say this is the best thing he's done? Like his best project? I don't know about that. That's no. Eesh, that's a tough question. Is that is that? But I, I feel mean, like this is the thing that made him Will Smith. Like, but without this show, it's hard to think of him without this show. Like, it's it's hard to separate him from what this is. And I'm not saying that like this is his best work. But I do think that this is his most important work in some ways. So you're saying without without the French Prince show or persona, he wouldn't be where he's at now, type thing? Oh no, definitely. I don't think he'd ever he'd be with he'd be anywhere without this show. It's kind no, of like, I, don't, I don't want to say that. I don't think he'd be at the height he is now because this show, and we'll talk about it in the themes a little bit. But this show, at the time it came out, was kind of the voice of a generation. Because it, there was nothing. There, I mean, there was things like it on TV, but there was nothing like this that spoke to that generation, like the '90s and like the kid and play era and the house party culture and like the '90s culture, like the b-boy kind of shit. And I think this kind of gets into that pretty well. Mm-hmm. So, what was your first impression of this of this new episode? Like revisiting it, did Re- you laugh? I don't think I laughed, but it was probably mostly because you know all the jokes. I knew all the jokes and stuff, but I yeah. I smiled, I smiled. Like at the end of the show, 
none of these people are the way they are in the beginning of the show. Yeah, I thought I thought so too. Like, I... so like it's just crazy the evolution of these characters. Yeah, it's just like oh shit, like damn, like Will Smith doesn't look like that at the end of the show. Like the yeah. way he looked in this one, like you can tell the age gap in the characters and just different style. That was like a little fun thing to watch. I was a little surprised by the whole like he's like politically conscious thing. That was something that I had missed the first time. When I was a kid, I didn't know who Malcolm X was. And I never really thought about global warming. But in the first episode, they talk about global warming and Malcolm X. Yeah. So, like, he has a political awareness. There's also an MLK episode, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, well, I mean, there probably is, and I kind of miss it. But do yeah. they, do they really, like, explore that in, throughout the series? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. They even There's even a freaking, uh, do you remember the, the one of uh, Vivian's friends? No episode. Uh-uh. She's like stuck in that phase of her life. Oh, where they like used, she's like black, where they used black? to protest. Yeah, 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 and everything. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, and then she's. I think she's running from the cops. That's okay. like that's how it ends. See, that's something that I appreciate now, yeah. and I'm. I'm. That's that's one of the reasons why I appreciate the show now. It spoke to a generation that never really saw themselves on screen in this fashion there was the cosby show there was like family matters so there was was stuff on tv that represented black people but not in this manner because he was like a youth and he was like fresh and funky kind of thing like he he kept it real quote unquote like he used like the lingo of the time and i think that's kind of where the show shows its age a little bit when he's like oh yeah it was stupid it was dope and i'm like yeah you know like that 90s it, it just aged like it didn't it didn't sound mm-hmm. funny or like it was different it still sounds like they were trying to you know like make it obvious that he's young let's be honest though people still say dope yeah people say dope mm-hmm. but i don't know if people... so dope dope i think it's still around but i don't know if people use stupid as something good though yeah i don't know about that one i don't really hear people say stupid that much anymore I feel like that. Maybe kinda, like stupid fire. I don't know. Yeah, I've heard stupid fire. Yeah. Now I'm like thinking, will fire be around in like ten years? Probably not. We probably we're probably sound really stupid and we'll regret it. Yeah. Oh well. So, how did it age for you? Now that you've seen so many sitcoms, like, how does this fit into the rest of the sitcoms that you've you've seen? Like, you've seen like Friends again. Mm-hmm. You've seen Seinfeld again. Uh, did it age well or did it age poorly mm, i think the show aged pretty well yeah i think so it still has a lot of important like views and important like they they give you a lot of important like upbringings Mm -hmm. and um it just it shows i'm pretty sure there's a racist episode too that's important these are a lot of issues that are still going on today yeah so it's still relevant to like today's society a show like this I mean, it's probably not the most important show, yeah. but it it was like one of those, I wouldn't say the first time I saw it in a sitcom. I don't know. Maybe it was like me at that age, like important views, important political uh, situations, yeah. problems. Probably was the first time I saw it in a sitcom. Yeah. I could be wrong, but probably my first, maybe the Simpsons did it first. 
Well, the Simpsons doesn't really have issues of race. They only deal with know. like class. That's yeah. like the Simpsons' namesake. Is I'm just they talk about like the middle class. But yeah, I think the things that make it age well is that it's still topical issues of race that they talk about, and just in the first episode are still topical in ways that connect to the current situation. But I think the stuff that didn't age are some of the jokes are some of like um, the yeah. things that are concerned with language and the way people spoke and the way people dress. I feel like some of that has been done away, but some of it still persists. And I think we'll, we can get into that by talking about like the theme of there's different types of blackness portrayed in the show. So will presents blackness that he inherited from being raised on the streets, being someone from the hood. And that's your identity of blackness which traditionally means that you come from a lower income neighborhood and you didn't really have like a, a good education or like an education that had like support the way that people from rich areas do. And then you also get the contrast with Uncle Phil and his family from Bel Air because they're all rich. That bougie lifestyle. Yeah, and their problems are completely different. Like they, they have a joke about how he came here to straighten out he came here to like learn american values and then right after that hillary talks about how she needs a new hat that costs three hundred dollars that's outrageous so the difference is that obviously will has been raised through lower class and hillary hasn't so her problems are more like what am i gonna wear and what do i worry about and i think the show highlights that in a good way that it makes it interesting and i think that's part of the reason why it aged well they even present something that I never really thought about when I first watched it as a kid, but Jeffrey's a black English person, which is, you don't really, you, you never, re- they never really got highlighted in ways, in, in, in ways that they did in this show back in the day, but he's like a butler. And that talks about a history of black people serving. And I thought that was interesting that they brought that up. And then they have a joke about uh, like Massa. They, they say do? something about yeah, like he he's like oh he's like don't call me Master Williams unless you're gonna call me like Massa like on the plantation. And I'm like yikes! I don't know how that ages now. I don't know how it ages because it wasn't that funny. Mm. Like I think if they if they were trying to go for a joke, at least make it funny. But I don't know if that's just because like. It was so long ago that it's not funny to me, or just that's just not a funny joke. Mm. Yo, that guy that plays Jeffrey, he's really English. I know. I didn't know that. There's a lot of English black people. Idris Elba's black. John Boyega's black. No, I know, but I thought he was just forcing the accent. Oh. No, he sounds legit. Nah, not to me. Yeah. Sometimes I was like, oh, he's doing it for fucks. Uh uh. He sounds legit. Yeah. I think uh, the contrast between, like, where he inherited his blackness from the streets. Uncle Phil also inherited his blackness from the streets, but he was able to get out of that lifestyle. Like he made it out of the hood or out of the streets. And now he has like wealth. And I think usually what happens when people who come from situations like the hood and they move into situations where they're in wealth now, they become kind of black conservative. And I think that's interesting that like they're they're implying that once you have wealth, 
you are no longer connected to the streets. But I think there are people who live in the streets or in the hood who don't want to live there and they kind of shame like they're like i fucking hate this place and i think mm. at least in recent times people are like you don't have to hate where you came from in order to want better for yourself but you could also hate where you came, where you come from but i think that's unfair because you have associated certain lifestyles with where you came from and you're kind of shaming where you came from. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. people who said that they hated Linwood because, like, it's a piece of shit town. You can't do anything. I feel like their worldview was slim. And they inherited this idea that in order to make it, you got to leave the hood kind of thing. And I don't necessarily think that's true anymore because that lifestyle, that lifestyle of, like, gang life has changed. I think if people think Linwood is a piece of shit, they haven't gone out out of Linwood. Because yeah. there are worse areas. There are. But I think it's two things. Like, it's one of them is like people romanticize the hood. Like, people who are not from the hood and like understand the hood romanticize it. And people who are, are from the hood and want to get out of it demonize it. Mm. And I don't necessarily think either one's right, but I understand both kind of thing. I feel like when you tell people who are from the from the hood that like, this place sucks. You're kind of telling them that their life sucks. You know what I mean? Like people who wow, are from really? here kind of suck. I don't know. You don't think so? Nah, I don't know. I never felt I, I never felt like that when people tell me something sucks in Linwood. But it, I don't know. Do you think Linwood is hood? Linwood is a hood. You think sure. so? Yeah. I don't know. Like I, I we've talked about it. Yeah. Linwood for sure is a hood. Like, our medium income, like, just based on economics, medium income is less than 50 grand. I don't know, people... That's below the poverty line. I work with someone from Watts, and he thinks Linwood is bougie, so... Well, it's not, like, the worst hood, but yeah, it's a hood. Yeah, I, like, I don't know. I see, don't know. You, see, you see what I mean? Like, there are people who are romanticizing the hood. Like, just because you grew up in, like, a historically, quote-unquote, hood area doesn't mean that people didn't experience the same like economic turmoil as people from like let's say watts or compton Mm -hmm. like i grew up in both watts and compton and poverty or like struggle with money has always existed in both linwood and compton so i feel like when you say that you're negating someone's reality like saying that linwood is bougie when a lot of people are struggling is like are you serious? Like, what, what What? are you talking about? Yeah. You swear um, you're cool because you grew up everywhere, bitch. There are also the people like Will that pride themselves from being from the hood. Yeah, see, and I feel like like Will romanticizes where he, where he came from in a way that I think is, like, admirable. Because if you're from a place that everybody says is undesirable and you've learned to, like, be a person like a good person i think it's it's okay to be proud of where you came from because you've proved other people wrong because they have such a narrow mind what upbringing should be like Like, yes he didn't have all the money but he was happy he was having fun and yeah his mom wanted him to go somewhere else to have more opportunities and that's understandable too but he was never like i hated philly yeah, he was never Love like, it. I want to go live with, with Aunt Viv. Yeah, like yeah. he never thought that he was above it, which I do think that 
Uncle Phil, even though he implied he implied that like he never forgets where he came from, I do think that he thought that he was above it. And I do think that there is an air of that whenever people leave where they come from. People are always like like just based on what we saw in the first episode, Uncle Phil was like uncomfortable with the way that Will was acting. Because he one, he saw a part of him that he no longer wants to be. And two, he just thinks that he's better than that. He, he thinks he's in a station that he no longer needs to think about that lifestyle. So what I liked about Will is that he's showing like a blackness that's like emerging. Like it's no longer the civil rights era activism blackness. It's like the pro-black blackness, which comes from like the 70s and 80s of like we like being black. And I think... There's even a new version of that, which paved the way for like Carmichael show, for blackness, for Atlanta, for Insecure. These are showing that like the blackness that was developed throughout these television shows like Fresh Prince have even more complexities now. And I think that's the genius of blackish because, yes, he's wealthy in blackish, but he also struggles with wanting to be perceived as someone who has lived through it. But he's, he still wants to be removed enough where he doesn't have to relive it. Like the clever bits of Fresh Prince is that he is someone who is from a place that's seen as undesirable. But he takes pride in that. Would you say that you're proud of where you come from? Oh, that's hard. Because and I, I, don't, I don't mean to put you on blast, but yeah, I feel like you've always been a little ashamed from growing up in Midland. Like nah, you never liked it. I don't think so. I think I think you definitely were. When we were kids, you definitely were. I don't think... I never thought Lingwood was that bad. There's fucking prostitutes on Long Beach. Yeah, but... Still to this day. I don't know. I mean, is it wrong for me to think it wasn't that bad? I think so. I think you're negating people's experience. Like, what is that bad, though? Like, it's not as bad as they portray, like, Compton in, in, in Yeah, movies. like, I was never... Let's say I would, like, walk this Long Beach Boulevard. Like, I would walk to Compton Fashion Center and, like, I wouldn't feel... In the morning or at night? Oh, I don't know about at night. Ah, see? Uh, I think what you're starting to unravel a little bit is the ways that you were insulated from the realities of where you lived in. And I think that's something we talked about with On My Block is, like, you are in a a place that's, quote-unquote, seen as bad, but you find ways to protect yourself from what's going on and you just you just have forgotten about it because you're no longer in that situation. But you you didn't walk at night because you were scared. I am having a revelation. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, I get you. So I think those are things that we we don't tend to talk about because we it's just like it's second nature. Like we just did it at an because it was a response to our environment. But we forget about it when that's no longer a threat that we have to worry about. But like as far as like me being ashamed or whatever yeah like nah i tell people all the time i grew up in Lingwood. how do you think that the show represents being rich they're not even rich they're fucking wealthy there's a difference what's the difference to you i feel like rich is below first class really yeah i think what you're confusing is rich is middle class or middle class whatever but they got some money you know they they make that six figs yeah I think there is a difference. I think what you're getting at is being rich is you have money, you have extra money, but being wealthy is you have money that'll last you for generations. For a lifetime. Yeah. I'm asking you. Mm -hmm. 
how do you think they represented that in the show? Like, how do you think they wanted the audience to think about rich people in the show? Oh, like in the first episode at least? Yeah, just on the first episode. Oh, they obviously wanted them like, to think, like, for us to think they were, like, snobby. Yeah. Especially with the butler. <laughs> yeah, like, the right bu- away. The butler, they give, they give a lot of things. They give the audience a lot of scenes to let you know that these people are sheltered, are secluded. They probably live in a gated community type thing, yeah. you know? They do the $300 hat. They do the formal party. They do the butler. They, they don't let Ashley listen to music. Because yeah, but they also want... just like Uncle Phil Yeah, like wears a suit right away. Yeah. And I think the way they presented the difference in class between Will and them is that like you're obviously... You obviously care about Will the most because he's who the audience identifies as. You immediately are like, oh, well, that's that's the guy I'm going to latch on to. That's, that's my guy for this episode. And I think that they, they show wealth as like, I wouldn't say a bad thing, but as like, he's not included in that right away. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's a fish out of water in the situation. Um, that's my guy. <laughs> What the fuck is that? You don't like that? I kind of like his connection with Ashley, which I really like that they established early. Yeah, I think so too. And you know what? It plays a bigger role later on. And I didn't notice. Like, they do a really good job to implement that, like, right away. Yeah. What other things do you see in the first episode that kind of they really flesh out in the later seasons? Um. I'm trying to think. One of the things I noticed is the connection between Will and Uncle Phil. Like right away, you can yeah, tell definitely. that he's going to be like the father figure. And not only that, we should talk about Uncle Phil being the father figure for a lot of people. Like he was like your TV father. And mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Jake Holt has that line where he says like, "Rest in peace, Uncle Phil." He, first he channels, things first. Yeah, but he channels that sentiment of like a TV father was a was a father. I feel like there was not much Carlton in this episode. Yeah, but you get a lot of them later. Yeah. Obviously, the connection between him and G. He even gives him a nickname right away. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I think um, so, too. Ashley was probably the biggest, like, focal point. Yeah. We should talk about what happened with Aunt Viv. Oh, yeah. So, apparently... So, what did you hear about that? So, I heard there was a rumor. Mm-hmm. So, apparently, for those who don't know... Well, you should know if you watch the show. But uh, Janet Hubert doesn't reprise her role Her role as Aunt Viv after season three. Yeah. So from what I know, I don't know if these are facts or rumors, but for a long time there was a rumor going around that she wasn't getting along with Will Smith. Yes. I don't know if you heard the same thing. Yes. So, uh, apparently, Will Smith flexed his muscle to get her out of the show. Yes. Because they weren't working well together. Yeah. And, you know, obviously, Will has a lot of muscle to flex there because he is the star of the show and probably their biggest draw at that point. Well, yeah, because, I mean, after after the first season, like... This shit, this, this motherfucker took off. Yeah. Yeah. But to complicate that story a little bit oh here we go i heard from uh so in the story that you told mm-hmm. 
it makes it seem like Will is the bad guy. Like he was being a baby. He was just trying to get rid of someone who he didn't play along with. Like he didn't play well with, right? Mm-hmm. Plot but, twist. But, uh, but apparently, the guy who plays Carlton, Alfonso Riberio, he did like a little interview where they asked him about on Viv. And in that interview, he talks about how him and Will still get along. And like everyone on the show, they were like a family. They all loved each other and like really cared about each other. But on Viv was someone who made it really difficult to work with. Mm. They just did not like being on screen with her. Mm-hmm. So instead of it being necessarily that Will wanted her gone, it's just she was kind of like a nuisance to everyone. So that kind of complicates the story about what she had said because everyone, for the most part, everyone for the most part had believed that the victim but it turns out that she's she's possibly the aggressor because people just didn't like her and she was just generally uncomfortable to be around versus like her being like a bad guy but anyway that's the story that we have let's get into the favorite moment how this show still fares how many broken tvs is this show to you the bts oh man we doing bts already just based on the pilot how many bts 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 how many bts just the pilot Man, it was an amazing TBH. I, <laughs> I didn't think the first episode was like, there's a lot better episodes of the show, yeah. like ton, but they do a lot of good here. They establish, they establish Will's character, how he doesn't fit in, how, I mean, part of him probably doesn't even want to fit in. Yeah. It kind of looks like he's prideful of Philadelphia. He's prideful of his political views. He's hilarious. He establishes connections with everyone in the household, probably ex- even like the bad connections that he had with Hillary and and Carlton. Yeah. Those were placed there for a reason. Yeah. Not all the jokes were funny, but I mean, that's not the pilot's fault. That's just the time we're watching it. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with four. Really? So three, it was good to you. Three, like 3.8, four. Okay. It wasn't, but there's like a lot of higher rating. I think that there's a lot better episodes. If I would tell you like, oh, you got to watch French Friends. You got to watch French Friends. This is probably not the episode I would choose. I think it'd probably be like the one where he has that moment with Uncle Phil. Oh, that's a, that's a good that's one. That's a classic. That's a good one. Overall? Yeah. So oh, I, now, you go I'll do, first. I'll you do my, first. I'll do my BTs for the yeah. episode. <sighs> so ask me. All right. So what's your BTs for the episode? So I thought the episode was good. I think an ideal pilot for a TV show sets up the world in a way where you come to understand the stakes of what's to come. And since this show isn't really like a serialized show where like they tell one story over time, it felt like just like a little like a little microcosm of what this series is going to be about, which is him being a fish out of water, coming from a different situation and being around like rich black people or rich people in general. And I think that that makes for interesting TV. So I think just based on the first episode and like the relationships and the way that the characters are built, even though some of them weren't fleshed out yet, I think that this this is a pretty good pilot and I would go probably about 3.5. Because I do think that the issues come from it being an old show. Like the jokes about language have pretty much died at this point like they haven't they haven't aged well and they're not really funny and they just feel 
kind of old. They feel not interesting anymore the way that they might have had I never seen myself on TV. So I think that this show gets points for creating a voice of a generation and a character of a generation. But the jokes have, have become a little stale. Yeah, we didn't lull. Yeah, I didn't laugh at all. But I think it's because we, we already know the show. Yeah. But there's like some of my favorite shows I still laugh at. See, the thing is with this episode, I don't think if I showed it with to someone, I don't know if they would lull either. Yeah, at, at least not in 2018. Yeah. All right. So instead of predictions for this episode, we're going to do for the series. Which is a first. Which is a first that we've never done before. So, what do you rate this show based on, like, its entirety? Based on the entirety of the world? Maybe 4, 4.2? Really? I think. Yeah, 4, maybe. I had a lot of fun with this show. And I think I saw it at at, at a good age. Do you think more than anything it's nostalgia for you? No. I think I could go back and watch it. And like, I, 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 there are probably some fu- some funnies in there mm-hmm. that probably still hold up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I re- I remember enjoying this show a lot, and uh, I think it, like if I if I like if I'm flipping through channels and I see it, you know, I'll probably watch it. They probably I think it still comes on late late night. Mm-hmm. I think this show got a lot of things right. Do you think this show is a classic? Yes and no. Why not? I think it's a classic because. Is this your favorite thing Will Smith's ever done? Yeah, definitely. Without a shadow of a doubt. Okay. I'm not a huge Will Smith guy. But, but you love you some, I love French Prince. I love, love you some some, uh, some fresh princes. This Lola. is definitely the best thing that everyone else in this show did. Yeah. Probably except I think James Avery, which is Uncle Phil, had... probably except for the aunt because the aunt is played by the lady in Blackish. One of the Smith sisters is the grandma in Blackish. His mom? No, no, no. The other there is another sister. Oh. Yeah, she's the grandma in Blackish, and I think she also comes out in Girlfriend. All right, let me let me drop some uh some knowledge for you. Mm. So, James Avery, oh, which please. is Uncle Phil. Uh huh. He's the voice of Shredder. Uh, the 1987. Oh, the okay. original show. He was Shredder for 106 episodes. Okay, then never mind. This is that's obviously the biggest thing he's ever done. Well, no, I mean, no, Whoa. I think I think he probably Fresh made Prince. a bigger. For you probably get a better payday. No, you get paid way more for acting on screen than you do for. But think action. of longevity, though. Yeah, I think Fresh Prince has a bigger cultural understanding. Like, just based on IMDb, Fresh Prince is still, like, top 27, like, top 227 as, like, most popular versus, like... Bigger than TMNT, though? Yeah, like, TMNT is, like, 2,000. I don't know, though. There's a lot of kids out there. Yeah, no. Like, just based on ratings, TMNT has 25,000, and Fresh Prince has 100,000. Goddamn. I'm telling you, Fresh Prince was a huge deal. Because it's it gave... Like people of color or black people, a chance to see themselves on screen, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm sure turtles love TMNT, but no <laughs> one gives a shit about turtles. No one gives a shit about TMNT. So yeah, I think that's his biggest role for sure. I don't get why people like that. So okay, you say four point two. Yeah, close to a four point five. Uh, I don't think it's perfect, obviously. I think for me. 
it's a it's most of the stuff I said in my broken TVs for the episode. But I also think that this show in the later seasons becomes like it becomes part of who you are. Like it becomes I don't I wouldn't say part of who you are, but it becomes like you feel like you're a part of the family. And I think the show does a really good job at like making you feel like you are part of this family and you grow with the characters in a way that it highlights race and it highlights issues of class and it's just like a generally fun show i think that it might have aged a little bit but i think that it's more than anything it's become like a time capsule of the time so i think that this show for me would be like a 3.8 to 4 because I don't think it's it was my favorite show, but I think it's still like a fun show, and I think it is a classic. Oh man, I thought you were gonna come come at me with like a higher four. I was like, wow, really? No, no. I think oh, I think this God. show is definitely a classic because it get it gave power and it gave voice to a generation uh, in a way that they had never really had that voice, like the youthful kind of hip hop orientated voice on tv they were able to see themselves so yeah i respect the show for that mm-hmm. and it also gave us will smith which i mean like him or not he's still like a big deal he's he's an institution at this point what about like moesha the parkers yeah that one out of all those shows moesha the parkers girlfriends i like girlfriends the best what about what about like my wife and kids yeah, I, I watch My Wife and Kids the most, and The Wayans Brothers. But I still think that Fresh Prince Fresh Prince, is <laughs> the freshest. <laughs> just a quick little just a quick little question since we're in that. What did you think of the Bernie Mac show? Do you like that show? It was okay. I liked Everybody Hates Chris more. Oh, okay. What about you? I think I like Bernie Mac's show a little more. I don't remember it at all. I, I never really thought Bernie Mac was that funny. <laughs> I like the the kid, Jordan, yeah. Jordan, <laughs> and the, and the little girl. Uh, I forgot what he used to call her, Princess. Yeah, that does it for this week of Pilot Boys. Uh, for all of you guys who have been rocking with us for ten episodes, thank you very much. I'm gonna do a quick little shout out. Go ahead, I guess. That's My a, first shout out. My first shout out to Queen Latifah. For Fresh what? Prince was the first thing I saw Queen Latifah in. Really? Yeah. I remember. And uh, rest in peace, uh, Uncle Phil. I was like, did Will Smith die? With <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real though. Yeah. He, he was a good character. He was. And he gave a lot to Will. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. All right. Well, that about wraps it up. On 11, uh, passengers, we have landed. Peace.